Welcome to the Pony Club Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Can you all introduce yourselves to our listeners? Sure. Well, I can go I'm the eldest, so I'll start if that's what you'd like. Yep. I'm Sandra Renzi, R-E-N-Z-Y. Uh, Dawn Bellinger. Hi, I'm Anne. I'm the youngest. I'm the granddaughter. <laughs> Good. Um, well, this is fun. Um, thank you for doing this, Sam. And uh, hopefully... Hopefully somebody in Pony Club will enjoy it. So yeah. And good luck to you. I hear you moving on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. My first day was today. So ah. just doing a little bit of Pony Club stuff still. And then I'm doing the next issue of the magazine and then we'll be totally done. But wow, you didn't take any break. <laughs> no. <laughs> a little overlap. She had a oh she didn't even have a weekend. Yeah, there's overlap. <laughs> Um, and you're at the Jockey Club? No. Where are you? Uh, that's where I was before, the Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association. Okay. So still horse racing. Oh, cool. We like thoroughbreds. Yeah. What do you guys do? You do Anne? Um, I work in financial technology for, um, actually, my company just got acquired. So now, now I work for a slightly larger company. Um, and we're primarily based out of uh, New York um, and uh, Boston, although the new company is totally global. So I uh, might have opportunities for international travel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's exciting. exciting. That would be fun. Yep. Are you guys all located in the same area? No, um, I'm I'm in Newark, Delaware. So I'm right next to the University of Delaware and for all the horse people out there, I am 10 minutes from Fair Hill. Do you know Fair Hill? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm in Arlington, Virginia, which is right outside of uh, Washington, D.C. And mom? I'm in Rappahannock County, Virginia, which is uh, about an hour outside of the D.C. Beltway. So southwest. She's in hunt, she's in hunt country. Yeah, oh. for sure. Virginia yeah. hunt country. Yeah. Um, and then in a moment, we'll talk about your Pony Club journey. Um, but first, do you guys want to give a little bit of a background on yourselves, like overall? Well, I'm just the mom. I'm a mom of three daughters, all of whom were avid riders. And then two, uh, three granddaughters also, all of whom, well, two of whom, two of the three ride. And I, um, gosh, a little background on myself. So I grew up riding. Um, and then wanted my daughter to learn to ride like I did because it was fun. And um, and so uh, and I joined Pony Club when I was, I don't know, nine or 10 years old and then stayed until I got my uh, first thoroughbred off the track who couldn't do anything in Pony Club. In fact, wasn't even old enough to do Pony Club. <laughs> um, and so I ended up quitting Pony Club, although I stayed right. I continued to ride through college, through high school and college and um, did IHSA and uh, then hunted and um, then taught Anne to ride and then finally stopped hunting and just trail ride, just did trail riding when I realized that my children could be motherless if I kept this, kept this up because <laughs> I was riding borrowed horses. So 
Uh, you never knew what you were going to get. In fact, sometimes they told you, go get the big bay in the back. And so you'd go brush up, brush off, tack up the, the big bay in the back and you'd come out half an hour later and they'd say, that's the wrong big bay. And you'd go, hmm, I'm not really sure where this is going to leave me in the hunt field. So <laughs> there was only so much of that I could do. Anyway, uh, and then I kept volunteering in Pony Club, even though um, uh, Anne had uh, left Pony Club and now I'm serving on the USPC board um, and have just just retired from the Virginia Region Board. So that's me. Um, yeah, I started riding when I was four years old um, because of my mom. And um, by the age of nine, I had realized that despite the fact that my mom told me riding was a summer sport, uh, I'd finally gotten old enough to realize that because my best friend at the time was riding outside of the summers, that truly meant that riding was not just a summer sport. <laughs> so that was the time that my mom and dad broke down, leased me my first horse. We joined Pony Club and uh, the rest is kind of history with Pony Club. I mean, I was super, super involved. I went to, I think, every rally. I went to every championships from 2004 to 2012. Um, and I uh, continued, I actually took a, a year off between high school and college, a gap year to be a working student for um Kelly Temple, who's also a graduate pony clubber, um, and uh, and then rode through college on the uh, IHSA team, and have leased horses on and off uh, since college. So um, definitely, it's it's been a part of my childhood, and it I plan to have it a, a part of my adulthood. And uh, I'm actually really looking forward to um, getting back involved with some of the local clubs. Uh, in this, in like the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania area. And Sandra, did you want to elaborate on any of your background with Pony Club at all or riding in general? Well, um, Dawn played down her riding, but I did, I did always think when she was much younger that she had a wonderful opportunity to ride many, many horses. I used to say that by the time she bought, we bought our lease, I guess, her first horse, uh, she had already ridden about 50 horses belonging to someone else. And that turned out to be one of the advantages of Pony Club. The fact that you don't have to always be an owner. Uh, somehow other mothers just make it work. Um, and I found the camaraderie and the fact that everybody was willing to help each other. Um, was a way to get involved. And of course, my husband and I having worked together and founded Riverbend Pony Club, or at least been founding members, um, it's now 50 years old. So I have very fond memories of all the rallies and all of the Pony Club events. The girls mostly did eventing, my girls and also Anne and her cousin Rose always usually adventures not show horses that's that gives you a little bit of background we were we were doing everything the rallies the annual events to raise money for river bend a little of everything and of course those wonderful lessons which were only monthly i think but it was just such a wonderful opportunity for kids who um, couldn't have a backyard pony. 
Awesome. And then um, Don wrote this question. Sandra, you came to Pony Club as a non-rider. How did you find out about Pony Club? Well, I do think it was word of mouth, which is sometimes the best way to find out. I credit um, Mildred Gaines, the riding mistress at their school, but Dawn reminded me that perhaps we knew of Pony Club even before Mildred. So we learned of it possibly from, from some other parents. It's very hard for me to remember back 50, 60 years ago, but maybe our parents at the barn where the girls were taking lessons. So we went out to a, we lived in McLean. We went out to Great Falls to a nearby barn specifically for riding lessons for my daughters. Um, and um, Dawn was the eldest of the three girls. And I, I feel like one of the other mothers must have mentioned that there were pony clubs in the area. And um, we then had enough kids at the barn to start a pony club right there. And um, River Bend Pony Club had been, that someone had tried to start it a few years before. That's why I say we were at least a founding member, but we did get it off the ground. And I'm, I was secretary, so I did all the contacts with United States Pony Club to get all the materials we needed and to get it all set up. My husband did the legwork and I did the telephoning. That's great. Riding, Dawn, Dawn said that I was a non-rider, but and that is true, but I just want to mention that my husband's uncle had a barn, so he had ridden as a child, and and I think he basically was the inspiration, don't you, Dawn? That Dad was always the most interested. Uh, oh, yeah. He wanted us to ride. He definitely wanted you all to ride. He had loved it so much. Yeah, yeah. He, he had ridden in New York on the beach in, in New York City. So <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> so, I mean, he just had a wonderful experience. Um, yeah. The little bit of riding he did. And then in his uh, college years, he hunted on horseback with mm -hmm. his roommate in, in South Carolina. And, and you're not talking about fox hunting. No, no, I'm sure it was rabbits or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you've seen a lot of changes over the years in Pony Club and then horse sports just in general. Is there anything you miss or anything that you're glad has changed? Well, Dawn could probably answer that better than I in that um, I just, I always enjoyed seeing the kids enjoy it. I always loved the fact that they had they got so much out of it. Um, the little bit of riding I did was when we owned three and I had to bring them in from an icy field because no one was home at 6 p.m. except mother. Um, so occasionally I would do a trail ride or something, but Dawn, didn't I take jumping lessons one time? And I said, this is not for me. <laughs> I just think you spent more time in the bathtub than on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I only enjoyed a trail ride occasionally. And it was only on Snowball, the very slowest, oldest mag, mag that we had. Right. I think you can answer that question better than I. 
Yeah, I mean, I do think that Pony Club's changed. I think it's had to change. And I think the changes have been uh, good because if you don't change as an organization, you, you know, you just die. Um, and I know Riverbend in particular has had to change because of the fact that we're located so close to a major city. Um, so many of the, you know, we talk about backyard ponies and even when we lived in McLean, we, there were very few backyard ponies in my day and now there are none. So, um, you know, the world is changing and pony clubs had to change with it. Um, and I think the changes have been good. I, I think the only thing that I do miss and I think Pony Club is the one place where you can get this, um, is that so many, and Anne actually could speak to this better than I can, but I think so many barns today are, you know, you're a hunter barn or you're a show barn or you're an event barn or whatever. And there, there are very few times when you do a little bit of everything. And in Pony Club, at least members kind of end up having opportunities to do everything. They don't have to. Um, but it gives them an opportunity. And I know when I was in high school, my the riding mistress, my mother um, already alluded to, had us ride side saddle. We played broom polo. We um, drove the horses. Um, we rode, we did tandem uh, riding. Um, we ponied um, horses for lessons to teach younger or even even older, but to teach uh, on horseback, it was very easy to say, look at what I'm doing and do what I'm doing. And the, you're literally sitting right next to the person and you have control of the horse. So there were things that we learned outside of the show ring and outside of the hunt field. And, you know, we'd, we would do a dressage test one day and the next day we'd get up and go to um, a hunter show. So, you know, we just, we learned a little bit of everything. And of course, what is it they say, you know, where we were, uh, anyway, as a result, we weren't experts at any one thing. We were sort of generalists, um, but we were general, I thought, general horse masters. Um, I don't know how much of that was through Pony Club. No, uh, but I'm saying that Pony Club gives you the opportunity to do various disciplines, whereas yeah. so many times today, if a member is in a barn and not a member of Pony Club, they have to do what the barn does and that's it. They, if they want to do something different, they have to go to another barn. Yeah. I think um, one of the big changes that came about in kind of towards the end of my time with Pony Club as a junior and is, you know, very prevalent now is the multiple different, um, you know, discipline paths you can take the, the addition of um, hunt seat equitation and, you know, all of the different specialties. And, you know, I think that there was a little bit of hesitancy and pushback to that in the beginning. Um, but one of the things I actually love about it, and I, I've done a bunch of ratings for the lower levels that are even on the specialty track is the core fundamentals are all the same. You know, you still need to be able to, you know, walk, trot and canter in a group, in a controlled fashion, in the ring, outside the ring, um, you know, the horse management is all the same. And so it's really the core beliefs of Pony Club haven't changed. It's just that we're catering to a larger group at an earlier age. And I think that's where the, that Pony Club got that change right. And I, I'm excited that, you know, they're listening to the feedback of the membership and looking for expanded membership. Um, 
you know, one, one of the areas that changed that I wasn't wild about, I'm still not really wild about it, is, uh, you know, the introdu- introduction of, of being able to use cell phone technology during, uh, during rallies and especially during championships. I, I think I learned so much about responsibility, about leadership, about ownership through rallies and, and, you know, championships is just a longer rally, but, you know, to be basically on your own at, you know, age 13, age 14, age 16, you know, whatever it is in a, you know, in a team, you've got to work together, you have to figure it out, you don't get the support of your parents, you know, you can talk to the judges, and you can talk to other teams. Um, That is a life skill. And I think when Pony Club chose to bring in technology, I, you know, I know there's rules and regulations around it. But that's one area that I look back, I still talk about Pony Club during job interviews. And I that will forever be a part of my learning experience. And I caution Pony Club against allowing too much technology to infiltrate the, you know, personality and the interpersonal skills that you learn through the Pony Club experience. Said, said by, said by a computer science major. Yeah, said, <laughs> said by someone in tech who spends all day on a computer. <laughs> And I love the fact that you alluded to the leadership skills that you learn through Pony Club and the team spirit, the teamwork together. And um, the fact, I mean, one of the things that I always admired most about Pony Club was that the older kids help the younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in every one of the uh, activities and group activities, but and everybody can participate. You can be the barn manager or stable manager. Um, you don't have to necessarily be a rider at a uh, at a rally, for instance. Um, so anyway, um, I do. I did always appreciate that. And for I, I mean, Anne was a. I signed Anne up to be a member of the Children of the American Revolution when she was very young, thinking, oh, she will learn leadership skills uh, through this little organization. But actually, I could see very quickly that you were learning leadership skills through Pony Club and also, I mean, your school also, but mainly one of, that is something that I always appreciated through Pony Club, from Pony Club. Yeah, absolutely. The United States Pony Club wants to thank our official sponsors. Our official corporate sponsors include Shapley's, the official grooming product sponsor, Triple Crown, the official feed sponsor, Wintech, the official saddle sponsor, Carrots, the official apparel sponsor, The Horse, and Shop Pony Club. Don't forget to stop by shopponyclub.org for all your Pony Club needs. We have everything from gifts to Pony Club logo apparel, manuals, and study guides. Shopponyclub.org is the one-stop Pony Club shop. And then Don and Anne, you both did IHSA. Um, what disciplines did you do? And then Anne, you left Pony Club after college, but you kept riding. Will you tell us a little bit about that? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. So I, um, I wrote on Tufts, um, IHSA team, their, uh, uh, you know, whatever hunt seat equitation team. And you did um, IEA too. I did do IEA. Yeah. I, I competed yes. with Madeira, even though I, I didn't attend Madeira, but they had a futures team that I could ride with. Um, I, uh, definitely had a mixed experience with riding with IHSA. You know, it's, a different type of riding. It's a different set of values. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it's wrong. I think it's just different and it wasn't what I grew up with. Um, and I definitely had some frustrations with that, but the, the root of it was that I, you know, I had a very grueling major majoring in computer science and I was the captain of a varsity sports team, you know, riding in college was, a, you know, a, not even a secondary activity. It was, you know, my, my third priority. So, I could never prioritize it to the level that I needed to in order to really feel successful. But the biggest thing that it gave me was just a huge network of friends and, and, you know, a network of alums. And I still stay in touch with people. In fact, I, I went as uh, the pony club rep to uh, uh, IHSA or IEA finals um, and administered the, uh, the knowledge test and did the callbacks and, met up with my um, IHSA coach, uh, Katie Schaff there, had a great time with her joining, um, joining like a little podcast that she did there. So, you know, it's just like, just like with Pony Club, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and it just allows people to continue to do this, the sport they love through college. Um, and then since then, I've, I've leased a couple of different adventures. I, I leased one up in Boston um, and then I was in New York for a couple of years, so I wasn't riding then. Uh, and now since moving back to the Fairhill area, um, I've leased a few horses, actually just starting to get back in, uh, to a, to a barn right outside of Fairhill. Um, now that I'm done with, uh, my three and a half years worth of home renovations. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've, I've only competed a few times since college. Um, but, uh, I like to think that my life is settling down to the point where I'll be able to start riding and competing again. When you represented the United States at one of the uh, international events, what was that? Was that IEA or? No, that was through Pony Club. So that was the Inter-Pacific Exchange. Um, So that year it was hosted by Australia. I went on the U.S. team um, and that was, uh, let's see, summer of 2000. 12, I think 11. Was it before your gap year? No, no, it was, it was either freshman year of college or sophomore year of college. That would have been 2015. No, no, it was the summer of 2000. I don't know. 13. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I, I actually made some really great friends. I I still stay in, in frequent touch with, uh, Alexa Ellers, who's also a, uh, you know, triple pony club, a graduate, uh, and, and definitely still actively involved. Um, I, uh, you know, follow, follow all of my teammates on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, reach out whenever I can. So it's, it's just, it's such a great way to stay in contact with people. And those international exchanges are just the next level of pony club. That's awesome. And then, so you've stayed involved as an NE or a chief horse management judge too? So not, unfortunately not at that level. Um, I've gotten, I've definitely gotten pressure from people to, you know, 
go down like the NE certification path or get involved with, uh, you know, uh, chief horse management. I've mostly been involved at like the local level doing, um, you know, local club ratings, teaching a lot of lessons, coaching, coaching um, at rallies, rallies. you know, and I, I kind of analyze like what aspects of pony club I enjoyed. And I think the biggest, I mean, yeah, probably the biggest thing that I loved was when you are a younger or newer member, you, you just take, you take, you take, you take. And when you're older, you give and you give and you give and you give. And it's just this amazing cycle that when you're newer and you're younger, you have to rely on everyone else around you. I mean, just like my grandmother was saying that other people step up and lend you their horses. They, you know, go and pick you up with their trailer. Um, all of those things I experienced when I was nine, 10, 11 years old. And I just feel like I've gained so many life lessons and learned so much through Pony Club that if I can give back to that new generation, that younger generation that are just getting their feet wet and keep their excitement level up. I mean, that's really where I think I add a lot of value. That's great. I'm I'm not so much looking at the questions, but I will add one other thing. And and (laughs) Sam, you can insert it wherever you think it's appropriate, but and mentioning other sports um, reminded me that um, Don, your dad and, and your granddad and I both were, were, we were very, very interested in girl, our daughters trying out as many sports as were available during school so that they could choose the one that they wanted to continue throughout life. Anyway, sports in general teaches all of these life lessons, uh, working together and leadership skills and uh, sharing and all of the things that Honey Club also values. So I think that's what drew us to Pony Club. We started out loving just all sports and, uh, and wanting to offer everything to the children. Well, and you had daughters, which, uh, you know, we're in now the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And uh, I was a beneficiary of Title IX. You were not mom, really, because you were out of college. You were married by the time that came about, I think. Um, And Anne probably didn't even know that Title IX was a problem or that it was needed. That it was needed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and boys sports and girls sports were sort of equal when you were in high school and, and college, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know, we we would hear about Title IX of like, you know, oh, why does that school have, you know, their women's team is varsity, but their men's team is club or, you know, it was always mm-hmm. Title IX would come up as as, you know, usually a funding reason or, a, you know, a quality reason. But, it you know, I it was, it was an expectation at that point. Yeah. You had all the opportunities you wanted. Yeah. hundred percent. And then I don't know if you mentioned, but Anne, what was the other sport that you played in college? Yeah. Good question. Uh, so I was the captain of the varsity squash team. So squash was my other big sport. And for anybody that doesn't know what squash is, I encourage you to look it up and you kind of like chasing a little black ball around a tiny room and trying not to go crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Don, you've seen Pony Club from multiple lenses um, as a member, an alum, a local or a regional and even a national leader. 
uh, what would you say has been the best thing about Pony Club from your perspective? Uh, well, I actually think I kind of agree with Anne. I think it's the um, the mentorship um, and the, obviously all the things that that the members learn and uh, the skills they gain, and the leadership um, that they develop, the skills that they develop. But but I just I love seeing that mentorship, and I I've tried to emulate that at the volunteer level. So I always say to new DCs, I frequently help new DCs in my region. Um, and the first thing I say to them is one of your first jobs is to identify your replacement and start training them. Um, because we, we have to keep, um, we have to keep these volunteer networks uh, and, and it's become harder and harder as two parent, um, you know, both parents are working um, assuming a child has two parents. Um, and if they're both working, it makes it harder for, um, for them to be volunteers. So I always try to, um, and of course I've always worked, almost always worked full-time myself. So, um, I've tried very hard to try to figure out how we can create a volunteer system that's, that is able to be supported by the types of volunteers and the level of volunteerism that we have in our community. Um, and it, it usually it means breaking apart those jobs into smaller and smaller pieces and finding the, the time and talent of our volunteer pool and then matching them with those jobs. Um, so I work a lot with the new DCs and try to try to mentor them um, of how to be good DCs. And then of course, I love watching the um, the alums uh, helping the uh, the new members learn, and it's it's what's really fun is to watch now the children helping the new adult members to learn about Pony Club. Um, that's a dynamic that I, I of course didn't have, so um, so that's been fun. That's great. And then, um, is there anything that you would like to see changed in the future? Uh, Hmm. I probably shouldn't have asked that question because I didn't think about it. You asked yourself that question. Yeah. I don't know. We can skip it if you don't want to. I'm going to, I can skip it for me. Anne, anything from your perspective? I guess you already said something about no, no cell phones in the barn. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looking for that. Um, I could tell you one, one quick story about cell phones in the barn. So when Anne went to her first rally, she was nine years old and I dropped her off at the barn, dropped off this 15 one hand horse that I'd been fox hunting uh, during the week when, and she would take to rallies on the weekends. And I was afraid it was, luckily it was dressage rally. Um, and she did not have control of this horse in the field uh, well enough for me to feel confident, let alone in the barn. And she couldn't even put the saddle on without help. So um, it was the first time I had ever left her alone with a horse in a barn. And as I'm driving the trailer to the parking lot, I'm literally crying because I'm thinking I have just left my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter in a barn, basically by herself at age nine. And I knew in, intellectually that this was the best thing I could do for her and me that it was important that I let go. Um, and at the end of the weekend, 
she just came out of that barn with the biggest smile. And she was the master of the barn after that. I did not need to help. Um, and she got all the help she needed from the other members and the adults in the barn. And boy, if she'd had a cell phone, I, I you know, I'd be afraid she would have called me. <laughs> so it was good not to have the cell phone. Yeah, I think one area that, you know, I would, I, I guess, encourage Pony Club to think about and, you know, adapt to is, it, we talk about this a lot in the in the technology world, is, um, you know, we've spent the last two years in during COVID in a completely different type of world, you know, almost entirely virtual. Um, and riding is a very hands-on physical thing, but how do you how do you make sure that you're actually potentially reaching out to membership bases and areas of the country and, and frankly, areas of the world that may not have direct human access to all the things that we have, you know, especially on the East Coast and in Kentucky or in California, but keep them involved. And we've we've learned a lot of lessons over the last two years of how we can use technology to our advantage. So as much as I'm anti-cell phones in the barn, um, I am pro using technology for to continue, you know, that outreach and, you know, letting people live where they want, work where they want. And with the Pony Club world, you know, I saw attempts at virtual quiz, quiz rally and, you know, where can we continue to, to have offerings, even if it's not a physical in-person, you know, lesson or competition? That's so true. And that's such a good point too, because Pony Club has so many resources and like so much instructional resources. So using technology to get that to people, that's a really good point, not cutting technology out as a whole, but using it to your benefit. That's so true. And tapping into the uh, memories and brains of the older um former DCs and former regional supervisors, et cetera, um, through through a video or this, you know, the podcast, it's a great idea, Sam. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's so cool that we can capture all of this and, you know, we're able to have our like committee meetings at the national level with all of these different people um, virtually and then share ideas, but not just share stuff, document stuff too. Like this will be around in the future and people can refer back to it. And so I think like digitizing as much as we possibly can will be helpful for the future too. Just whether it's, you know, the rule books being digital too and all that. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then if you each had to pick one, what would your favorite Pony Club memories be? I do think, um, what I, I forget, is that a rally where you each have a stall, each, each club or might have two stalls, but you, mm-hmm. And then you have a stall manager and you have, I think that's the, one of the um, fondest memories I have of the girls um, working together for usually a weekend or two or three days together. And um, it, it's not only the writing, but it's the organization, the remembering everything to bring to the rally. I think I think those those memories from those years were good, are good. I think that's probably my fondest memory of Pony Club um, from when I was in Pony Club was um, 
Pony Club camp, which we had at Frying Pan Park, and we would sleep in the schoolhouse and the horses were in the barn at night. And sometimes we'd, you know, we'd do night checks and sometimes we'd have a, you know, campfire. And, and uh, so it was, I don't even remember how long we were there. Maybe it was just a weekend. I think a weekend. And maybe that's what I'm thinking of rather than rallies. I'm thinking. You may be thinking about camp, which was probably my fondest memory. Um, And we'd have different clinicians come during the day to give us um, lessons, mounted and unmounted um, lessons. And, and that was the old uh, frying pan park barn, which I don't even know was well, yeah, it was the pole barn that was there when when you first started riding. They've replaced yeah. it now. Yeah. And uh, we had a big cross-country course at the time, which is now all houses. But yeah. um, How sad. I know. Um, and I, uh, I do remember one day falling off and hitting my head in the ditch on a rock. And, a, of course, my helmet flew off uh, because in those days they didn't have the, the good chin straps that they do today. And um, so they carted me off in the ambulance. And when my mother came running across the, the grass barefoot, I knew I was in trouble because <laughs> she never went anywhere without her shoes on. <laughs> I don't even walk around the house barefoot. I <laughs> don't go barefoot. I didn't remember that. And um, what about you? I, yeah, I have, you know, I think my two most favorite memories, well, I really can't narrow it down to one because it's one when I like my first year in Pony Club and then one my last year in Pony Club. Okay. So my first year in Pony Club, I, uh, you know, as mom, my mom mentioned, I was leasing this horse that was way too big for me. Um, and so I went to show jumping rally as the stable manager. Um, and which, you know, I, I didn't do that well because I still couldn't put saddles on anybody else's horses. So I really just told people what to do all weekend uh, at age nine. And uh, one of my good friends was on my team, uh, Jacqueline Copeland. Um, and she also was on a horse that was way too big for her. So during her show jumping round of basically like cross rails and poles on the ground, uh, her uh, she ended up falling off mid round. Um, I walked into the ring. I put her back on her horse and then I walked her over to the judge and I said, she'll be getting back on now and continuing her round (laughs) age nine. And, you know, I, I, like I, in the moment, it was just the obvious thing to do. And I look back on that and I'm like, wow, a nine-year-old just told the judge exactly what was going to happen and executed it on it without asking any questions. And that is what Pony Club does. And then my last year in Pony Club, I was, it was actually my um, freshman year of college. I didn't have a horse. I, um, you know, I didn't even know that this was going to happen. And my good friend, Melissa Fox, uh, had just aged out of Pony Club. Um, I don't think they had horse masters at the time. So she had, you know, moved on was, and she and I had gone to championships together pretty much every year. Um, And she said, well, you know, why don't you take my horse Gus, uh, to championships? So I did, uh, you know, my qualifying affidavit and then just took him on to training level championships. And we, we ended up winning, uh, the training level eventing. And I just remember landing off that last show jump, biggest smile on my face. And that 
right there is what Pony Club is about. It's about, you know, your friend turning to you and saying, hey, you know, I can't ride in this competition, but you can. So why don't you just take my horse? That doesn't really happen as much outside of Pony Club. Whereas Pony Club, it's a no brainer because you know who they are. You know, the level of care they can provide. They know who you are as a rider. They know who you are as a teammate. And just that inherent level of trust in each other is what Pony Club creates. Right. That's awesome. That's so true. <laughs> um, okay. Is there any advice that you would you guys would give to our members or just equestrians in general, um, whether they're looking to get into riding or our current riders? Any kind of tidbits to share? I'll take that one. So I would say if you're a member of Pony Club, try to take advantage of everything that Pony Club has to offer because it has so much to offer. And, you know, you don't have to, you just try everything once. And if you don't like that piece, don't, don't keep doing it, but, you know, go to a games rally just for fun and go try tetrathlon or whatever. Um, You, you never know what you're going to enjoy and what you're not going to enjoy. And, uh, and if you go through the certifications and, um, you know, you really don't like the certifications back off and enjoy the rallies and enjoy the lessons and, you know, don't worry about it, but kind of try everything because it's just got so much to offer. That would be my advice. Good advice. Yeah. I think my advice is to just trust the system, you know, stay in it as long as you can. I, you know, I get sad that there's so much membership dropout between like the D3 and the, and the C2, C3 level. Um, and you know, it's hard. Like no one ever said that part is easy. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge, you know, for, for younger kids who want to keep progressing, but, um, you know, maybe they're not quite at that level of, um, memorization and, and leadership yet. Um, and the riding's not easy. You know, it, there's a lot, a lot that's expected at the sea level. Um, but, you know, as I've said before earlier, the skills that you get out of Pony Club in terms of mentoring, in terms of leadership, in terms of how to compose yourself in front of kids and adults and in adverse situations. I mean, I, I think you are way better set up for the, for the job world and for the real world then college will ever set you up for that. So Pony Club is a way better uh, choice on where to spend your money and where to spend your time. <laughs> Hopefully my parents aren't upset with that, but uh, you know, I, I look back and, and I just learned so much um, through the, through the Pony Club experience. And it's just, it's just worth the education. That's awesome. That's great advice. And that's so true with the riding too. It's great that they have the horsemanship route as well. If there's that option, if you want to continue with your knowledge level, but maybe not so much with the riding as you, it goes up in levels. It's cool that you can get certified mm-hmm. in the horsemanship. Exactly, side 100%. Yeah. And I think that's been particularly important and that's a, that's another change, but as our cities have grown and then, and taken over more of the land, um, you know, these, it's harder and harder for our membership sometimes, uh, if they live close to the city to have access to horses and to, you know, to good barns. So as a result for them to be able to keep going in that horsemanship track has been just wonderful for them. 
That's so true. That's such a good point as well. Well, thank you guys so much for talking and sharing your stories. Is there anything else you guys want to tell our listeners? I don't think so. The only thing that sticks in my mind is uh, daddy had, uh, Bernie had bought a truck and we turned it over immediately to Dawn and she uh, pulled the horse trailer and Ann down to Richmond for uh, some championship. And as she turned into the field, the first, the first day, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. you were hit by oncoming traffic Mm -hmm. and the truck was totaled, Mm -hmm. but Ann and the horse went on to win the championship. That's true. So, so despite the accident, they said, okay, pull up your bootstraps and let's go on with the and the only And the only reason we were able to do that, certainly the only reason I was able to go on, and I think the, something that really helped Dan was the Pony Club community. It was actually a, um, not, a, not a Pony Club event that we were at. We were at a, a deep run hunt um, uh, hunter trials. And, uh, but there were so many Pony Club families there and running the, helping to run the horse trials uh, they immediately surrounded us, took us under their wing, um, told us, you know, okay, I'm going to stay with you. And you're going to call your insurance company and took Ann and the horse and said, we're going to watch him jog and we're going to walk him. And they took care of both of us uh, to the point where they helped us get to the hotel and helped Ann get back on the horse the, that day or the next day. And uh, she Make went sure that Everybody was able to go on with this, with the, uh, championship. I was a basket case. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a good point. Anyway, yeah. such a great community too, that you have a network. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh, and good luck with your new job. We're, we're excited for you, but we're going to miss you. Thank so. you. I know it, it was really nice to meet Ann and Sandra, and good to see you, Dawn. So thank you guys so much. All right. Yeah, good luck with everything. Thanks. You guys, too. Have a good night. You too. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to tune in for our next episode and be sure to follow us on Instagram at United States Pony Clubs. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And you can find our website at ponyclub.org. And all of our podcasts are available on the different platforms where you find podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.